0: to Matthew chapter 6, Matthew chapter 6. The story is told of a young family that was hosting the preacher for a meal one evening. The mother of that uh, family wanted to impress the, the preacher. So she had her little boy to set the table for the meal. As they sat down for the meal, the mother noticed that the preacher did not have a a fork or a knife. And she whispered to the little boy, Honey, you forgot to give the preacher a, a knife and a fork. To which the little boy said, Well, I didn't think really the preacher needed one because daddy said that he would eat like a horse. Okay. You'll catch that later on. You may look at me and say, that preacher needs to skip a meal or two. Skipping meals is part of fasting. Fasting. We continue our series of what does the Bible say by looking tonight at the second part. Last week we looked at prayer. Tonight we're looking at Fasting. Because in the Bible, prayer and fasting is often connected. This is my first sermon ever on fasting. I asked Billy, Billy, how many sermons have you done on fasting? He said, zero. I called four of my preacher buddies up. I said, I'm just curious, how many sermons have you done on fasting? Each and every one said zero. Why? I think there's a lot of confusion when we talk about fasting. And there's also a lot of fear. It's kind of like the, the little girl, uh, her daddy uh, announced one night that, uh, that he was going to start a fast. The little girl said, oh daddy, daddy, please don't, please don't do that. To which the father said, well, honey, in the Bible, a lot of people went on fast. And the little girl said, yeah, they did, and they're all dead. (laughs) Fear. Maybe you've got fear about fasting. Tonight, we're going to try to relieve some of that fear. Why don't we talk more about fasting? I think there's probably three reasons. Reason number one is right here. It's in our head. None of us like to talk about skipping meals. I mean, we all enjoy eating, right? Yes, we do. And we all don't like to talk about dieting. And, and, uh, and dieting, you're, uh, you're leaving out some foods. And a fast, you're leaving out all the food. So reason number one, It's right here. Reason number two why we don't often talk about fasting in the church today, it's because there is a lack of understanding for the purpose of fasting. And the purpose of fasting is not what you probably think it is. We'll find out more in just a moment. I hope to correct all of our understanding tonight. I think the third reason we don't talk about fasting is we, we associate fasting with, um, well, super-spiritual people. And uh, we don't look at ourselves as being uh, super-spiritual, so uh, that excuses us. Tonight, we're going to look at who should fast. By the way, I do hope you've all read my article in the bulletin for the day's bulletin. Has some good information in it. Now, what is biblical fasting? Biblical fasting is leaving something out. Could be food, it could be something else, but it's leaving something out for the purpose of spending more time with God. For most of my adult life, I have done a weekly fast. For most of my adult life, I have skipped one lunch a week. And during that 45 minutes that I normally would spend on lunch, I have spent that time in prayer and and meditation and Bible study and uh, just praising God. Okay, I've done that for most of my adult life. So biblical fasting is leaving something out, usually food, For the purpose of spending more time with God. What did Jesus say about fasting? Well, Billy's already shared the first verse. Let's share all three verses. Starting back again in verse 16 of Matthew 6. And when you fast. Notice he didn't say if. Did you notice that? He didn't say, if you fast. In other words, Jesus is saying, you're going to fast, and here's how you should do it. And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. The hypocrites did it for show. They did it for people to, uh, to give them a pat on the back and, and look, uh, look at that guy over there. He has been fasting for, uh, for over a day. Look at that, how spiritual he must be. Jesus is saying, don't be like that. Don't look, like, don't look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces, that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly I say, they have received their reward. Their only reward is going to be the praise of men, not the praise of God. But when, notice again, he didn't say if you fast, but when you fast, implying that you will fast. But when you fast, anoint your head, wash your face. In other words, go through your normal routine. You you get up, you take a bath, you take a shower, you shave, whatever it might be. Go through your normal way of life. Look normal. That your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father, who's in secret. And your Father, who sees in secret, will reward you. Here is the first answer to about fasting. Fasting. Fasting is something we do between ourselves and God. God, God rewards. God rewards those who do not put on just a show of spiritual devotion. Here in chapter 6, instead of a show, they give, back in verse 2, They pray, we studied that last week, and they fast for one purpose. And that is for God's glory and not their own glory. They're doing it to bring glory to God. They're doing it to be brought closer to God. As a result of doing that, as a result, the invisible God rewards their invisible deeds. So when you fast, Fast in secret. Not for a show. Not to have people praise you, but you want to be brought closer to God. You want to have a a closer connection to God. So, when you fast, not if, but when you fast, fast in secret. So that's when you should fast. You fast in secret. But who should be fasting? Is it the the spiritual supergiants among us? Is it the, the elders? Uh, uh, maybe the deacons? The Bible class teachers? Actually, it's everybody. Everybody, especially those who are in sorrow. In the Bible, depending on which translation you use, there are 40 references, give or take one, about fasting. 22 of those references are connected with sorrow, are connected with lamenting, are connected with uh, uh, weeping. For example, let's look at a few. The very first time the word fasting is used is found in Judges chapter 20. All the people of Israel, the whole army, went up and came to Bethel and did what? They wept. They sat there before the Lord and fasted that day. They're weeping. Look at uh, 1 Samuel 7. The house of Israel, lamenting. That's sorrow. Fasting. Second Samuel, mourning and weeping and fasting. Second Samuel 12, David fasted and wept. Continue on. 1 Kings 21, Ahab, a, a wicked king. Not a good king. But he fasted. because Why? Because God had pronounced judgment on his wickedness. Nehemiah chapter 1. When Nehemiah heard about the walls of Jerusalem being in shambles, he wept and mourned and fasted and prayed. Later on, the people also assembled with fasting and in sackcloth. Sackcloth is a thing they would do. when they were weeping and mourning and lamenting. Let's continue on. 1 Kings 21, Esther chapter 4, Great mourning among the Jews with fasting and weeping. Psalm 35, I wore sackcloth, (coughs) mourning, weeping, fasting, I grieved. Psalm 69, I was humbled my soul with fasting, weeping, Psalm 109, my heart is stricken with me. My knees are weak through fasting. David chapter 9, once again, he's seeking my prayer and pleas for mercy with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. Symbols of grief. Symbols of mourning. Joel chapter 1, put on sackcloth and lament. Consecrate a fast. Jonah chapter 3, the... People of Nineveh, they called for a fast and put on sackcloth. Zechariah chapter 7, they fasted and mourned. Fasting is not just connected to people who are really super faith giants, fasting is connected to anybody who wants to be brought closer to God who's in sorrow. Have you ever been in sorrow? Have you ever had pains and trials and problems that have brought you to your knees? That's a time for fasting. In Matthew chapter 9, Jesus is asked a question. Notice the question. The disciples of John comes to him saying, We fast, the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast. Why? Why? Jesus said, can the wedding guests mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? In other words, I'm here. There's no time for sorrow now. I'm here. But there will come a day. He was looking toward his cross. He was looking toward the time after the cross. There comes a day when they will fast. And by the way, we're going to look at two examples from Acts in just a moment where the church fasted. So when do you fast? You fast when there is sorrow in your life. When you're brought low and you feel a need to be brought closer to God. So you fast in secret. You fast in sorrow. You fast to express your helplessness before God. John Claypool A minister had a little girl, six years old. She had leukemia. They took her to every doctor they knew to take her to. She saw every kind of medical professional you can name. Thousands of prayers were offered up to the Lord on her behalf. But that little six-year-old girl died. She died on a Monday... The burial, the cemetery, the funeral, the cemetery, the burial was on Wednesday. The church said, John, just take a couple weeks off. You know, you need to take some time off. John said, no, I I don't want to do that. I, I feel like I need to be back in the pulpit. So that next Sunday morning, the Sunday after his daughter had died, he first showed them this verse. Isaiah chapter 40, it says, Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. John said, There are times in our lives when we're on top of the world. Everything's going great, and we are soaring on wings like eagles. And there are times when everything's okay. It's just an average day, and, and we're running. But we don't grow weary. But there are days for all of us where all we can do is just walk and hope that we don't faint. John said, I'm in one of those days right now. I need your prayers. And the elders of that church had prayer, each one got up and led a prayer for that family. You pray you fast when you are in sorrow when you want to uh, to uh, go to God and, and approach God and ask God for his help you are expressing your helplessness before God that causes us to want to fast so you fast in secret you fast in secret you fast in sorrow you fast in submission to God You're submitting your will to God. You say, God, I want to align my will with your will. I want to humbly approach you. You see, humility, submission, and fasting all go together. Once again, let's turn to the Bible. 1 Kings chapter 21. That wicked king Ahab, he fasted. What did God say about that? Ahab has humbled himself before me. Ahab didn't correct his life, unfortunately. But at least at that moment, he had expressed his humility before God. Second Chronicles chapter 20, when King Jehoshaphat proclaimed a fast, it says, Judah assembled to seek help from the Lord. They know they can't handle it themselves. They go to God. They're seeking God's help. They're seeking humility in their life. They're submitting to his will. Ezra chapter 8, Ezra says, I proclaim a fast that we might humble ourselves humble ourselves Psalm chapter 35 David said I afflicted or humbled myself with fasting Isaiah 58 the nation of Israel asked why have we fasted why have we humbled ourselves here in Isaiah 58 they are fasting they have humbled themselves but if you read that passage you find out they are not submitting their will to God they still want to do it their way and not God's way. You fast when you recognize your utter need for God. Can you feel that need? Can you sense that need in your life for God? When you, see, you fast when you see that need for God in your life. To make God a priority in your life. You fast as an expression of your dependence upon God and your willingness to submit to Him. We have two references of the church fasting. In Acts 13, the focus has moved from Jerusalem. The first half, almost half of Acts, is about mainly about Jerusalem. The last half of Acts, is mainly about sending out mission efforts. The mission efforts start in Antioch. The church in Antioch are sending out this mission effort. They're going to send out Paul and Barnabas. What do they do? They pray, and they fasted before sending out Paul and Barnabas. In Acts chapter 14, after appointing elders, they committed them with prayer and fasting if you read very many of the books the papers written by early christians from the 2nd century from the from the 3rd century you will find that these early christians often would fast to bring themselves closer to god they were submitting themselves to the lord they were putting god first in their life they were doing that by Fasting often, when we think of fasting, we think of totally giving up food. Well, actually, for the for Jewish people under the Old Testament and and for the Christians, there were uh, there were many different types of fast. There were fast that only happened during the day. There were also uh, fast that uh, uh, would uh, say you could have uh, liquid. Water, grape juice, whatever, and, but you couldn't have solid food. They were fast that would go over a period of a few days, yes. Uh, they were fast where they would avoid certain foods, give up certain foods that they liked to eat to be brought closer to God. Fasting was a way to remind ourselves that we need God. When you go without that food, be it just a half a day, if you skip lunch, or be it a full day or whatever it might be, or you say you go without certain types of food that you really like, you, you're reminded, your body reminds you of that. And, and by, by your body reminding you of that, then you can then say, yes, but God is the one that fulfills my needs. You are brought closer to God because you realize that God is the one that provides your needs. It's not your efforts. It's not your ability. It's God who is providing what you need in your life. Fasting is something that, that the early church did. If you really, if you really want to humble yourself if you really want to humble yourself before the Lord, if you really recognize your need of God, then God can lift you up. You can be brought closer to Him. So don't fast as a a badge of uh, spiritual devotion so that people will praise you. Instead, fast in secret. Fast in sorrow, fast in submission to God. Fast when out of your despair you feel that you are totally dependent on God. To put it another way, don't fake it with a fast. Make a commitment and say, God, I'm going to skip lunch today. And I'm going to spend some extra time in prayer with you. Today, God, I'm going to spend some time meditating on your word. we will have to spend a little extra time on your word. And you never know what can happen. A good buddy of mine, for many years, worked at a factory in Perigal called L.A. Darling. And once a week, he would skip lunch and he would go off to himself, kind of privately, and have his Bible with him and and study. And he would spend that lunch period, that lunchtime at work, studying. Two people noticed it. Two people asked him, what are you doing? And he explained what he was doing. And they said, huh. Well, could we join you in that study? And before he knew it, he had a Bible study with two of his fellow workers during their lunch period that resulted in both of those men being baptized. It all started with my friend... Skipping one lunch period a week and saying, I'm going to spend that time and study with God's Word. Tonight, how is your relationship with the Lord? Do you feel close to Him? Is your connection strong? Or is your connection weak? First off, are you even a Christian? Have you obeyed The Lord's command to believe in him, to repent, to confess, and to be baptized. As a Christian, do people see Jesus living in you? As a Christian, can people see the reason why you believe? As a Christian, do people come to know Jesus by just looking at your life? Tonight, do you need to seek his forgiveness? God will forgive. First John one nine. This church is ready to pray with you. James five sixteen. Tonight, will you make that decision while we stand in scene for your encouragement? I have decided to follow Jesus.